Welcome to African Insights, a weekly program that focuses on a wide array of infrastructure projects across the African continent. Have they lived up to their promises? Who will benefit? How and more? All here on African Insights. Welcome to African Insights, a weekly show that delivers an in-depth assessment of infrastructure-related matters and all things African development. With the energy wars in Africa on the increase with each passing day, it is imperative that we intensify our focus on the existing energy sources and potential energy sources at our disposal. Renewable energy is the new standard not only in Africa but also across the world. In the Southern African Development Community region, SADC is a leading economy in infrastructure development. South Africa, what is South Africa's status with respect to renewable energy? Biofuels to be exact. With us on the show to help unlock the stats, the knowledge and the mechanism is Ricky Spendiel, the CEO of the Camelina Oil Company and Siboniso Zungu, the CEO of Energex Biofuels and Chairman of the Youth in Oil and Energy Southern Africa. Ricky and Siboniso, welcome to the show. Thank you, Derek, uh, for having me on your show. Thank you very much for, for the opportunity uh, to speak to the biofuels strategy of the country and the biofuels industry and sector in Africa as a whole. Ricky, you can get us started. What is your understanding of the biofuels industry strategy? What are the main objectives of the program? And how will communities and ordinary people particularly benefit from it with regards to biofuel uses and related infrastructure development? The Biofuel industry strategy was approved by cabinet on the 5th of December in 2007. The bus provided for a five-year pilot phase from 2008 to 2013, during which a 2% penetration level of biofuels in the national transport fuels, that is now petrol and diesel pool needed to be achieved. The objective of the pilot phase was to monitor and verify the socioeconomic benefits of the proposed national biofuels program, uh-huh. as well as to ad- identify any unintended adverse consequences, example, pressure exerted on food supplies, prices, and on the fiscus due to the subsidy that was proposed to start this uh, new industry. The focus is majorly on the production of bioethanol from sugarcane and sugar beet and biodiesel from sunflower, canola and soya beans. Citing uh, food security concerns, it specifically excludes both maize and jatropha, uh, two feedstocks which have received much attention both locally and Inter- internationally. Mm-hmm. There is 
a consensus that the blending of biofuels into conventional transport fuel results in a cleaner burning fuel with significantly less fine particle matter uh, sort of emissions which are harmful to uh, human health. Biofuels also reduce uh, the greenhouse gas emissions associated with transfer fuel uh, production and use, especially the second and third generation biofuels which use waste, including uh, agricultural and industrial waste and emissions as uh, feedstock. In addition to environmental benefits, commercial scale production of biofuels for the use in transport fuels has also been identified as a potential source of new employment and economic development. Mm -hmm. The strategy aims, in fact, to achieve economic and social development in rural areas via um, agricultural development in the former homeland areas. Objectives include adding to the renewable energy pool and improvement of the country's fuel security. Sibaniso. Uh, my understanding of the power fuels industry and the strategy that government, uh, mainly the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy is driving, um, is, is that it is informed by a white paper developed uh, by the Tabumpegi administration. And this white paper was released in 2007. Uh, it spoke to a framework um, uh, which wanted to introduce uh, uh, biofuels uh, mm-hmm. being uh, biodiesel and ethanol um, made either from sugar cane um, uh, or, or corn and various other feedstock types uh, to create a new and clean and cheaper fuel resource and energy source in the South African market. Thank you for that. In depth. Describe the state of general energy and electricity supply quality, quantity and accessibility in South Africa, citing load shedding reasons and effects. To what extent have biofuels met the consumer demand? Ricky. The South African energy supply is dominated by coal at this moment in time. Lower quality stock is used locally and higher quality coal. Around about 30% of production is exported. For national use, 60% goes to power stations for electricity generation and 25% is for coal to liquid CTL conversion processes. Uranium has mainly been extracted as a byproduct of gold and copper mining with some dedicated trial mines. Whilst um, annual uranium output exceeds the need of South Africa's only nuclear power station, uh, which is Kuburg. Mm -hmm. South Africa does not have a large-scale uranium enrichment facility. So the fuel rods for Kuburg are procured from world markets. Um, Offshore gas has provided feedstock for a gas-to-liquid, that's GTL plant, Mosgas, or now a 
Petro SA for over 20 years, but this gas reserve is now almost depleted. The majority of South Africa's natural gas requirements, that is now 70%, are currently imported, but a new gas field has come online since uh, 2017. Mm -hmm. And further offshore exploration licenses have been issued. The quality of the national grid is currently being plagued by rolling blackouts and uh, ESCOM battles uh, you know, to meet the demand, and this is sparking a, a public outcry. Stats have shown that approximately 91% of SA households had excess of electricity in 2016. In 1994, this figure was about 50%. So the national Electricity program has significantly improved access to electricity. Mm-hmm. However, in 2016, there were still 1.5 million households. That's around about 4.7 million people with no access to the national uh, electricity grid. So, right now, the country. Uh, due to load shedding and the challenges uh, of liquidity and uh, financial limitations for ESCOM to uh, enter into any new large built energy projects, uh, the Department of Energy has taken upon it, has taken it upon themselves to procure uh, power on behalf of ESCOM. So uh, there is an uh, uh, an emergency uh, power pro- procurement program uh, for various uh, 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 few uh, for various uh, uh, forms of energy mm-hmm. uh, to supply to the national grid and to government 2,000 megawatts of power um, by 2022 July. On top of that, the government has said uh, they are opening up the the IPP program. Uh, two municipalities who can afford to procure and buy their own power from independent power producers. Uh, This means that uh, the burden uh, that has been put for a very long time uh, on ESCOM uh, will be lifted and the industry will be more open to uh, private sector players uh, who could be supplying energy at a cheaper rate and it could also mean and will mean that uh, a lot of the challenges that we've been facing in terms of load shedding, uh, in terms of uh, plant maintenance mm-hmm. uh, and the time and finance it takes to conduct all of that uh, will uh, be probably a thing of the past. Ricky, what other significant infrastructure projects have resulted due to the installation of biofuel plants and the overall production of biofuel? Describe biofuels industry strategies multiplier potential to support other economy driving projects. There are very little significant infrastructure projects have resulted, uh, if any, since the biofuel industry is still in its infancy stage in South Africa. The encouragement uh, of biofuel production over the the past decade is 
primarily due to its potential in achieving sustainable uh, development and the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions, uh, the increasing uh, regional development, improving social structure and agricultural economy and securing energy supply. Mm -hmm. There are, however, several hundred small-scale biogas plants supplying heating for cooking, several uh, small and medium-sized enterprises uh, utilizing waste from abattoirs and animal husbandry, and a few uh, industrial-scale plants using biogas from uh, municipal organic waste. Thank you. Does South Africa have the capacity to constantly produce feedstock that will sustain the demand for biofuels? Describe the degree to which biofuels are a boost to the agricultural sector. Subaniso. Uh, I most certainly believe that South Africa has more than enough uh, land uh, expertise, um, uh, support uh, in the agricultural sector, and various uh, other elements needed for us to uh, produce uh, all the feedstock types which are used in the production of uh, biofuels. Uh, you would know very well that we've got lots of land uh, with sugarcane in the KZN region, mm-hmm. uh, the South Coast region. We've got lost, lots of land in Pumalanga equally uh, for, the, for, for farming of sugarcane. Very good land with very good uh, uh, topography. Equally, our country is able uh, to, to do Chatropa, Pamongra, Moringa, uh, tree and various other uh, uh, mm-hmm. dog types, uh, sunflower, canola, and soya bean. Ricky. Yes, sure does have uh, the capacity, considering South Africa possesses a huge uncultivated arable land surface and as well as a developed agricultural sector with uh, huge uh, growth potential. Uh, in terms of the boost uh, that biofuels have to the agricultural sector is that um, the first generation biofuels production is intended to support the South African agricultural sector. Therefore, agrarian feedstock for biofuel manufacturing has to be sourced from local farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the biofuel feedstock protocol makes it a requirement for biofuel manufacturers to advance the national government's objectives of supporting rural development, a new black farmers program, as well as land and reform restitution initiatives. In enriching the country's energy mix, what is the relevance of biofuels, especially in supporting renewable energy? Any environmental risks associated with biofuels? Ricky. Look, Biofuels is a renewable resource that could be sustainably grown in the future through appropriate management practices. It is also perceived that the use of biomass results in no net releases of carbon dioxide 
into the atmosphere owing uh, you know to the photosynthetic processes its use could uh, have significant uh, economic potential provided that uh, you know fossil fuel prices increase in the future and in terms of the uh, environmental risk uh, mm-hmm. that biofuel developments can bring a range of impacts and risks you know including the expansion of agriculture into natural areas uh, you know uh, some land use conflicts land uh, degradation you know the depleting of water resources and soil uh, nutrition uh, soil erosion greenhouse gas emissions air pollution biodiversity loss you know as well as risk for you know food security sibaniso uh in in comparison to other energy sources or other fuel products uh in the market uh, the one challenge that has always been cited uh, for for biofuels as uh, an environmental hazard or thing to consider um is the issue of uh, food security uh and also uh, the issue of uh, of of water in the event that uh, uh mm-hmm something uh, uh, safety uh, related is not adhered to adequately uh, by uh, 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 plant operators but i i most certainly believe that the risk uh, the environmental risk uh, uh, that is to be caused or that might be caused by biofuel uh, manufacturing plants or refineries uh, is is far less Uh, to the environment as a whole and uh, to communities um, which uh, are close by uh, is far less compared to the mm-hmm. risk which is uh, 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 caused by by various other uh, energy sources taking into account the globalized benefits of information communications technology and digitization are biofuels technologically ready How far true is that what challenges or expenses are involved in the production of biofuels compared to other electricity producing elements like nuclear energy Sibonisso A very good question so if we are to look at biofuels being ready for the fourth industrial revolution or being ready to be integrated with the latest technologies and technology available out there in the world uh, we could most certainly say they are firstly biofuels are a clean energy source the technology that is used to create biofuels means that there is little to no carbons being emitted uh, to the atmosphere as compared to fossil fuels like coal that then means that uh, the latest technologies um, are used technologies which are used in the countries like Germany in countries like Indonesia in mm-hmm. countries like America in countries like uh, Brazil which are modernized uh, and, and 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 forward looking countries who were at the forefront of the biofuels revolution in the world uh, already if you sort out the issue of uh, uh, no carbon carbon emissions 
being emitted. It means that uh, for the power plants that uh, uh, the likes of Sasol, uh, the likes of ESCOM is looking to convert uh, into cleaner uh, energy sources, biofuels uh, could most certainly uh, be used as a feedstock uh, mm-hmm. into those power plants uh, using the Tedisa uh, uh, picking power plant model and the Avon picking power plant model, which is a plant uh, in, 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 in Port Elizabeth. Ricky. Yes, sure they are. However, there are a range of biofuel technologies at uh, research and development, demonstration, deployment, and established commercial stages. The conventional first-generation biofuels, which is ethanol, biodiesel, and biogas, are commercially established and produced from food and fodder crops, food waste, and sewage. Advanced second and third generation biofuels aim to access residuals of food crops, uh, which include stems, leaves, and husks, and non-food crops, uh, which is grasses, bamboos, trees, Mm -hmm. and algae, and are at various stages of development. Many of these biofuels can readily replace petrol, diesel, and natural gas with little additional infrastructure and vehicle modification. Ricky, how much can local firms and the civic society depend upon biofuels accessibility, quality and quantity? What's the general reaction of the South African people to biofuels? To what extent do biofuels favor low-income earning investors and community-based projects. Look, biofuels can be used for transport, heat, and electricity, and thereby improve energy excess and security by replacing oil imports in the unsustainable use of charcoal and firewood. Biofuel developments are part of a growing bioeconomy that requires a sustainable supply of biomass. In terms of the quality, um, the roundtable on sustainable biofuels, the RSB, was established in April um, mm-hmm. 2007, and its aim was to improve environmental and social standards of producers within the industry through voluntary codes and good practice. In terms of the the general reaction of the South African public is that, look, biofuels is still new and requires a lot of education in the public space. Education and technology programs should be established to promote the efficient use mm-hmm. of biomass in rural areas and the implementation of biogas projects in suitable regions to reduce fuel wood consumption. Sibaniso. Um, quality question there, my brother. Biofuels are fuels or a fuel for the future. And with the program that government is driving, I most certainly believe that uh, once the blending schedule is sorted and the pricing is sorted from uh, the Department of Energy together with Treasury, 
um, and uh, the uh, blending schedules are sorted, the rebates are sorted for the feedstocks. Uh, uh, we we most certainly believe that uh, they will be accessible uh, to rural communities. They will be accessible to people in location. Uh -huh. They will be blended and available uh, in uh, your nearest and your closest petrol station. But this can also mean that uh, uh, low-income investors who want to then start their own uh, fuel station brands uh, will, will be able to apply for licenses from the Department of Energy uh, to be uh, uh, biodiesel uh, retailers. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break and when we return, we zoom in on biofuels and the African continental free trade area, the essence of regulatory framework, privatization, corruption and remote areas. Join us after the break. This is African Insight on Channel Africa DSTV 802. Join me, Derek Mazarura, as we journey through the structure beneath the structure, northeast, west, south, and central Africa to find the project, the meaning with the people for the people. Every Wednesday mornings at 8, regional, national, sub-national, from Morocco's North Africa Power Transmission Corridor to the eco villages in Togo, among many, all here on African Insight Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Ricky and Swaniso, welcome back to the show. Derek, thanks for having me back. So far, it's been pretty exciting, though. Thank you very much, Derek, for having me on the show. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity to speak uh, on behalf of young people and speak as a young person uh, on the opportunities that exist uh, for rural communities and for young people. And if you're just joining us, we are zeroing in on biofuels infrastructure in South Africa. Ricky, do you see South Africa in future stopping importing foreign oil and relying solely on biofuels how are biofuels likely to capitalize on such trade catapulting facilities as the african continental free trade area yes provided that we build or create a sustainable domestic biofuel value chain we essentially need to ramp up the feedstock pathway to manufacture enough biofuels Mm -hmm. Biofuels are not an easy solution for winning the world of uh, its dependency on petroleum. Biofuels will essentially play a part in expanding the range of energy sources available in the future. OECD estimates in its report that 13% of liquid fuels needs uh, in 2050 will be supplied by transport biofuels. This estimation is based on technological and economical potential of transport biofuels. Mm -hmm. So it is evident that transport biofuels will not replace fossil fuels, at least in the near future, but they can serve as a partial solution to fulfill grow the growing need 
for energy. Sibaniso. Uh, as it, uh, speaking to the Africa Free Trade uh, Continental Agreement, uh, there is great work that is being done by the chair of 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 the Africa Free Trade Agreement, uh, which is Minister Patel. Uh, that will speak to how us as the SADC region, for uh, for example, uh, can unlock value amongst ourselves. I know because I sit in one of the committees. Uh, uh, that the DTI has championed mm-hmm. uh, between South Africa and Mozambique. I know there is one also in, in, in Zambia. Uh, and, and these committees uh, and task teams uh, will be working uh, together in unlocking uh, value in critical sectors of uh, all the countries which are in the SADC region. How can the youth and women be integrated into capacity development and sustainable management and utilization of biofuels infrastructure do such projects support local skills development ricky youth and women can be integrated through um, developing centers of science and technology and uh, more comprehensive training you know for young entrepreneurs and uh, pretty much through uh, providing of specific technical and vocational training uh, to young people and women mm-hmm. ensuring um, access to general education and other social services as well as integrating women into the n- national productive and trading networks you know, guaranteeing equal treatment to both genders in the biofuel market. Subaniso. Very beautiful question, and that is one of my greatest passions, actually. Enterprise development, community development, youth development. I believe that this gives us a very great and good opportunity mm-hmm. to look again at the cooperative model which government has been trying to champion for a number of years now. For for example, government uh, can, through the office of uh, the DTI, or Economic Development, and the Department of Energy and Treasury, create a scheme uh, through IDC, uh, which in actual fact they once had, it was called uh, the E-Green uh, uh, Economy Scheme, where uh, mm-hmm. With this new scheme, uh, they could have uh, various development finance agencies, DPSA, ITC, CIFA, uh, and provincial economic development agencies come on board into this one scheme and say, uh, if we buy these women-owned co-ops, uh, a, a biodiesel facility to a plant, then a youth-owned co-op or a youth group can do the maintenance on the plant or they will be sourcing feedstock uh, from a youth-owned entity. The mm-hmm. transporter can be a women's group, the transport of the product to various homes or to various users can be a women's group, thereby stimulating a lot of jobs. Ricky, explain the approved biofuels regulatory framework. Describe key roles that can be played by sugarcane maize producers and PPPs and the government to curb corruption in the agriculture and energy sectors, lack of commercial viability, 
legality status of such projects in order to protect communities? How can relevant quarters influence fair pricing policies? The biofuels regulatory framework is to provide a policy in a regulatory framework for the implementation of the biofuels industrial strategy of 2007 BIS. The targeted biofuels penetration is 4.5% of the national fuel pool with 2% expected to come from first generation biofuel technologies. Mm-hmm. There are, however, five aspects to the biofuels regulatory framework, which is one, the feedstock protocol. Number two is the mandatory blending regulations. And three is uh, the cost recovery mechanism for blending of biofuels. Mm-hmm. And the biofuel subsidy mechanism and number five is the selection criteria for biofuels projects you know requiring a subsidy the key roles that you know can be played is you know obviously through uh, effectively engaging in public consultation processes Mm-hmm. and uh, submitting complaints you know to the public protector and you know through a virtue of legal action have rural areas been taken into account during the development of such programs how can investors be attracted to remote areas through biofuels and how will rural areas be transformed in the process Ricky Yes, sure it has, since that's where all the agricultural activities are centered. And uh, investors could be attracted, you know, through triple P's, um, through granting more IPPP licenses, uh, you know, through grants, incentives, government subsidies, you know, etc. And rural areas essentially would be transformed through development of hard infrastructure, which include improved roads, water supplies, and sewage services, uh, you know, and gas and electricity supplies. Also, the development mm-hmm. of soft infrastructure, that is, um, school building improvements, bet- better household waste management, and also um, rural uh, social cohesion. You know, that's the uh, to induce uh, development of local growth and the lower reverse rural uh, depopulation. Look, uh, environmental, social and economic viability must converge mm-hmm. for any renewable fuel and oil supply to become feasible and meaningful. Subaniso. Yes, because of the nature of... Uh, large built uh, projects, energy projects, you want to um, initiate them or have them in areas where you've got a lot of arable land to plant your feedstock and to also set up your plant. This means that most likely you will find land in rural areas 
we know right now that of the say good five uh, planned uh, biofuels uh, projects mm -hmm. uh, that I know about, um, all of them are in rural areas, are in small towns uh, uh, where there is very little uh, economic output uh, and there is very little uh, 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 jobs, uh, there is high levels of unemployment. So those communities, those rural communities tend to benefit firstly from a jobs uh, point of view, secondly from a supply chain point of view, uh, being suppliers, uh, getting into enterprise development mm -hmm. programs uh, that those companies will potentially be offering uh, as, 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 as corporate social responsibility uh, by virtue of uh, setting up an, a large operation in those areas and what aspects will biofuels and the biofuels industry strategy unlock socio-economic gains for south africa and its neighboring countries how will this aid and cement other inter-country and inter-regional relations Suboniso. look at look i believe that there's a large scope for growth um, and opportunity, prospective opportunity to be explored mm -hmm. in and across the SADC region. Uh, the SADC region has an energy master plan uh, between all the countries in the SADC region that uh, was created uh, uh, by by the various uh, uh, heads of state and uh, related uh, government departments in all those countries. And some of that did speak to biofuels uh, as a as a whole, um, uh, here is an example. Zimbabwe, as we know, it is a country with vast uh, land. Uh, the people know how to work the land equally with Mozambique. The vast land, the people know how to work the land. Uh, South Africa has its own land issues, uh, which are yet to be resolved. We could benefit from those countries as producers also mm -hmm. of certain feedstock types and crops. Uh, which can then be refined as oil. And we then refine the oil here because we've got the capacity. We refine the oil here. We send it back to them. We solve some of their own uh, fuel and energy issues. Uh, equally, we could work in good partnership with our neighbors, Botswana, we could work in good partnership with our neighbors, Namibia, we could work in good partnership with Swaziland, uh, which uh, is also quite uh, good with the sugar cane. Um, I, I believe there are good there are good opportunities to be explored uh, in the region, and we could trade very well uh, amongst each other uh, in 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 the biofuels uh, uh, space. Uh, if 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 uh, mm -hmm. the leaders and uh, the entrepreneurs and the private sector and civil society gets their hands on deck. Um, and works together to actually realize the potential that exists uh, in this sector. Um, mostly, more than anything, not so much for government and not so much for the business leaders, but so much so for consumers, consumers and so much so that it alleviates poverty 
then it raises uh, 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 the living uh, standard, living measurement standard in our region, and it puts uh, food on the table of many uh, Africans, uh, many people in the southern mm-hmm. region who are suffering um, in their rural communities. Uh, when, in actual fact, they've got the land uh, and they've got uh, all 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 the resources to be able to participate meaningfully in the economy. So I believe that this this uh, framework and, and this opportunity uh, that exists in, in biofuels can change the fortunes of many, many South Africans uh-huh. and also many, many Southern Africans as a whole. I thank you. Reggie and Sponiso, thank you for affording us your time. Derek, thank so much. It was lovely having me on your show. Uh, once again, once again, thank you for having us um, and for all that uh, might potentially come out of this conversation and the amazing work that our country is looking to do and has already done uh, from a regulatory point of view uh, and from a policy point of view. We have come to the end of our show. On the other hand, we have only just begun. We have a job to do to prepare a future for our children and we cannot do it divided. We must unite. Africa must come together against a common enemy, poverty, and against the beast our African leaders love to conceal, corruption. I see a change coming soon across Africa. What is it that you see or that you feel about your beloved Africa or your beloved country. It's not wrong to be part of the change. Change is the only thing we have and change is right. Because doing it right is the African way. Join me again next week same time as we explore the structure beneath the structure right here on African Insights. My name is Derek Mazarura. And it's bye for now.